This is Fans on the Run, a podcast made by, for, and about Beatles fans. And now, here's your host, Ethan Alexander. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Fans on the Run. Out of all of the Beatles, you know, I'm not even going to make that joke. I've made that joke for like the past four episodes. Uh, again, somebody out there, please tell me if I'm not funny. Because no one has told me yet if my jokes aren't funny. So I'm just going to keep saying my unfunny jokes until proven otherwise. Again, your daily dose of senile ramblings with fans on the run. Anyways, we, we have a special guest for you today. We have our first guest who isn't from Canada, the USA, or the UK. All the way... Actually, no. Mystery guest, how would you describe yourself? Myself or my country? <laughs> How would you describe yourself? Itself. I describe myself as a second and a half generation Beatles fan from the <laughs> Netherlands, where I was born and raised, and um, named after the Beatles' wives. So my first name is Maureen, or Maureen, yeah, doesn't matter how you pronounce it, English way or the US way. And I have three other names, which are Linda, Yoko, Patty. So, oh, wow. The four names, Maureen for Maureen Cox, Linda, Linda McCartney, Yoko, who doesn't know Yoko, oh no, um, and Patty uh, from Patty Boyd. So four names of the Beatles' wives. So now you can guess a little bit why, you know, how I actually became a Beatles fan. Obviously, I didn't give those names myself. My dad uh, did that. And I have um, two sisters, one younger sister called Patty Linda Eleanor from Eleanor Rigby. I got an older sister. She's called Cynthia, John Lennon's first wife. And then her um, two other names are uh, Pauline Matilda, the P from Paul, the M from McCartney. And last but not least, I have a half-brother who is called... George, John, Paul, Ringo. No kidding. This is all. It runs in. The, it runs in the family. <laughs> it it does. It does. Um, and with that, yeah. direct from the Netherlands, please welcome to the show, Maureen Negramanders. Yes. I, I I you know you told me right before the show how to pronounce it, and I probably already butchered it. It was it was okay. It was not bad. It was not bad at all. Yeah. Not it's bad. probably not the worst you've heard. Of. No, definitely not. So. Yeah. It's it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so how are you doing today? Doing good. You know, um, the weather is good here in the Netherlands. So, um, you know, we have some sun. Um, it's a little bit fresher today, but the weather will go uh, up, you know, and we do... Um, we do not do the Fahrenheit. We do uh, the Celsius. So, you know... Like like me. Like yeah. me. Good. <laughs> yeah. So, the proper uh, way, <laughs> Americans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, Get it's with the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot do that. Right. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I don't know what's in Fahrenheit, but, you know, it's around 20, 22 degrees and it's going up. So oh, it's, it's you know, what we call a Dutch summer, not too hot. You know, sometimes there is a little bit of uh, uh, clouds overcast. Uh, sometimes there's a little bit of rain. But, you know, this is the Netherlands. This is our normal summer. So I'm oh, happy. You, you sound like you're lucky because, you know, it's about 30 uh, out today 
you know, and that's pretty, we're going through a bit of a heat wave right now. And we had a massive storm yesterday that resulted in a tornado warning. Oh, wow. Well, we don't have those here in the Netherlands. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you banished them all over to here. Yeah, exactly. You know, we just waved them away, you know, go to the other side of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm doing, as... doing fine. I'm doing fine. And again, I'm, I'm happy to be uh, on the show as a um, <laughs> non-famous person, you know, that has achieved well, something. <laughs> But the thing is, that doesn't matter with this show. It doesn't matter if you're, like, extremely well-known or nobody knows who you are. The prerequisite for being on the show is, are you a fan of the Beatles? And uh, I'm going to break the fourth wall. I'm actually talking to uh, I'm talking to Mo uh, via a video chat, and I can see her uh, Beatles room behind her. And uh, so I, she meets that prerequisite. <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> she was put in touch with me uh, through our lovely matchmaker, Susan Ryan. If you haven't out there listened to the episode with Susan, go do it now. It's one of the good ones. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm just going to dive right in. Yeah. Mo. <laughs> you don't mind if I call you Mo, right? No, I mean, again, you know, Maureen Cox was called Mo as well. Everybody, uh, yeah. you know, so yeah, <laughs> not a problem at all. Easier, right? <laughs> That's kind of why I was calling you Mo. <laughs> All right, Maureen, how did you first discover the Beatles? Well, I didn't have to discover them. <laughs> I was hmm. born and raised with the Beatles. So my dad was a, well, let's call him a Beatle maniac. You know, he was born in um, uh, 1951. And uh, he obviously was a Beatles fan. So, you know, when <laughs> we were born, you know, <laughs> If I if I had been a if I had been a boy, uh, I probably would have been um, Paul, and my elder sister would be John. You know, but we were girls, so you know, my dad had to do something. Um, so therefore, you know, he picked uh, the Beatles' wife's um, name. So, you know, it was Beatles music every single day. So uh, obviously, I don't remember, you know, my first probably two three years, but you know, believe me, it was Beatles every single day. And um, so basically, I didn't have to discover them. I just grew up with them. Um, and, you know, my dad, he bought all the records. And uh, he actually also, um, he taught me a line of names, Beatle-related people. So, you know, obviously the Beatles' names, then the Beatles' wives, then, um, you know, the two that I remembered from that whole string uh, were uh, Brian uh, Epstein and uh, George Martin. Um mm -hmm. You know, as the let's say the the non the non Beatles uh, people. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so he he had us listen to it, and you know, uh, again, I, I also had been singing the songs when I'm little, uh, not knowing actually what the lyrics were about, because again, it was in a different language, because obviously I speak Dutch and uh, not English. Um, so you know, day in day out, um, we heard the music. So <laughs> there was the, it was not it was not voluntarily. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, brought upon us. But in hindsight, that was okay. Back then, it wasn't so much fun as a kid. Well, you know, anything your parents force you to do or listen to <laughs> exactly. doesn't seem good at the time. But it, it seems to have really paid off now. Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, to go a little bit in, in, in chronological order... Um, my parents divorced when I was seven or eight. And my dad, 
you know, I think, you know, in hindsight, he probably had had something going on, right? He wasn't always the best dad and, you know, there wasn't always uh, uh, um, fun in the house. So, you know, at a point when my parents divorced and we got, you know, out of, uh, uh, or, or my dad left, um, we didn't listen to any Beatles anymore. We were actually kind of sick and tired of them um, <laughs> because it was. Again, sick and tired of the Beatles? Sick and, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I can... <laughs> say that now because that but that is really past really past but that was you know i was seven and you know to have to listen to the beatles uh, every single day um yeah well again as a kid it wasn't fun i didn't know you know much about the beatles i only heard the music day in day out and um so you know <laughs> i abandoned the beatles that's why i also say i'm, I'm like a two and a half uh uh generation and not really a second because it was it's not that i grew from the day that i was born you know was a beatles fan continued to be a beatles fan i had a let's say let's take a say that i took a break from <laughs> from them yeah um and I, I was just gonna ask what is your earliest distinct memory involving the beatles well i think the most vivid one is when john lennon um got shot because I was six years old um, at the time. I'm from 1974. And this is how big of a fan my uh, dad was. He actually got us out of bed at, I don't know, five in the morning to watch mm -hmm. the news on TV. It was all over uh, uh, on TV. So, you know, he put us on the couch and we had to watch, you know, what happened with John Lennon. I didn't understand it. I only know that it was bad, you know, because obviously... Uh, uh, you know, uh, that's that's uh, what my dad really, uh, I guess, expressed. And it was important. That's all I actually uh, um, knew. So I see myself as a six-year-old sitting, watching TV, um, you know, and, 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 and hear about it, not really understanding. I didn't really understand what death was. I didn't understand what, you know, murder was. I only know that something bad happened to one of the Beatles, which was my, dad life, uh, my dad's life at that, uh, that moment in time. So... That is that is the really one that's that's that stands out, and um, yeah, and, and and the other thing, as I mentioned, you know, that I had to learn the names of the Beatles, um, or you know, had to learn. It was not that bad. I, I was proud of having you know of learning learning that line at the time, so it, it wasn't it wasn't bad, and uh, and yeah, I mean, there are some songs that that when I hear them now, they kind of bring me back to when I was little. Um, you know, songs like uh, um, If I Fell is one. Mm -hmm. um, another that was one. my dad's favorite Beatles song. Yeah, it's, it's uh, again, I don't have a favorite one. I, I, you know, don't ask me if I have a favorite one because I do not, right? I only have one unfavorite one. <laughs> you can almost guess which one that is. Um, involves a number. <laughs> so uh, You'll get to that. We'll get <laughs> exactly. to that. Exactly. Um, so if I, if I hear, if I fell, if I hear the word, if I hear, um, um, well, rock and roll music even, you know, that actually gives me a very uplifting feeling because I always, you know, it's just an uplifting, it's not, I know it's yeah. originally Beatles, but you know, when I hear it, you know, I, I want to dance, right? I want, I'm, I'm happy then. So, um, you know, so there's some songs that, that, that when I hear them, you know, sometimes give me like uh, melancholic feelings, some make me very happy, and I cannot necessarily pinpoint, 
exactly what that is but you know it just you know it's 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 a feeling that comes up and uh, and again one day uh, it's it's a little bit of a different feeling than another one but i do i can really listen to them and then enjoy them even though you know that feeling you know may that be melancholic or happy or whatever right so um, so yeah so what is the first beatles album that you remember having yourself that wasn't just a family album <laughs> Well, okay, so my dad died in 1997, yeah, and he was 44 years old, so he died of a, presumably a heart attack, but he had Beatles stuff. We weren't in touch with him at that point, but we got to learn about um, him dying, and we were invited to uh, the house of his uh, then wife, and obviously my dad had Beatles records, so Mm -hmm. we were with... I just mentioned that, you know, I had a half-brother and two sisters, but on my half-brother's side, there's also two um, sisters from his side, so technically my stepsister. So we were six children, right, Mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, wanted to have something from uh, his his, uh, collection. So we went to to, uh, his his house, and we divided, you know, his Beatles collections uh, records. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that I... Did not get the White Album. I think my sister got that one. <laughs> I know that. But, you know, I had, I don't know, eight or nine uh, records. I uh, I also inherited uh, the, the BC-13 uh, Beatles collection box, Blue ah. Box. And that Blue had, Box. Exactly. And that had actually every album in it. And yeah, so you already so you got the white album by default. Uh, yes, but not but not as the uh, as the uh, let's say as a as a separate uh, separate record. So basically, I I got them all in mm-hmm. one go. Plus, you know, a few other um, you know records that I have um, multiple times um, now. So there there is not one album. Basically, I got I got them all. You know, because when 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 he died, we um, we divided um, some of his. Uh, Record collection. Mm-hmm. Well, that I think that's the way to go. You know, getting your first Beatles album is getting all of the Beatles albums at once. In one go. Yeah, definitely. So um, it's uh, and it's something that I also cherish. I will never, ever sell that thing. You know, m- maybe, you know, <laughs> or they can sell it after my death. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. You know, but it's those those records. My dad was really he also had, you know, a lot of duplicate albums because, you know, he had one for safekeeping and I guess one for uh, playing. Um, so, yeah, it's a. Uh, that's that's also how that was the start of my record collection, basically as well. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a Beatles record collector? Um, I do have a few records. You know, there is a few crates. I mean, I know you can you can see me. The the, the people that listen to this cannot, but you know there is um, some crates. Oh. Yeah, a yellow submarine crate. Um, I have there two other crates. Oh wow! And then here. Um, not sure if you can if you can see it, mm-hmm. uh, but that's a great with box sets and stuff. Yeah, so yes, I'm a Beatles record collection, um, but I must say, I do not really collect certain um, pressings per se. Right when mm-hmm. I go out, you know, to wherever you know record fairs and stuff. I just buy what I think looks great, is interesting, and obviously mm-hmm. I know from the prices whether it's more special or not. Um, you know, so 
So, yeah, I, I think I am a record collector, but I'm not that knowledgeable with all the pressings. And I know that I have I have German pressings and, and UK pressings and US pressings. I have everything, but, you know, just because... You know, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have them, and I saw them, and it was a, or a good price, or you know, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, I really want that one. So, so, so yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> I wish I was in a position like you are in the Netherlands, uh, to go to one of those European record fairs mm. where you're able to get stuff from like all over the continent. Because here, the most exotic stuff you can usually find is American pressings right. up here in Canada. <laughs> maybe British, if you're lucky. Maybe some German, Japanese, if you're at like a specialty shop. But I am very envious of well, Yeah, and again, you know, I live I live very, uh, very uh, near to the German border. So, you know, we also sometimes go to Germany, go to uh, some bigger cities, find records, jobs, and buy stuff. And then... You know, a lot of that obviously is then German pressings because you're in Germany and in the Netherlands uh, you would get uh, uh, Dutch pressings. But we have a very big fair and it happens twice a year. And it's a big um, record and CD fair. And it's it's so big that, you know, the first time that we went there, we did. Is that the one that start? I don't know how to say the name. It starts with a U? Utrecht. That's yes, the one. That's the one. And it's huge, you know, so we've been there, I think, a few years ago for the first time. Um, you know, we did, we did, I think, half um, a big haul and there were, I think, two or three more to go, you know, in one day, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a two, it's a two day uh, fair. Um, yeah, you know, we just didn't get through it. There was so much and there is so much Beatles stuff. Um, it's incredible. So, you know, and I cannot just walk by without having to you know having looked at the records and it's mainly mainly records that they also do sell cds but I'm not so interested in cds i do have some cds inherited from my dad but you know i love the vinyl yeah and the vinyl you have something in your hands you know you have the artwork you have the record it's you know mm -hmm. old school but you know <laughs> i mean i listen a lot to spotify and you know i stream my music digitally but there. I, I feel like I have to own a vinyl copy in order to really appreciate an album or something. So I feel like I have a physical representation of my enjoyment yes. of a particular album or band or single. Definitely. And then I also have a few cassettes, you know, the mm -hmm. cassettes are just, you know, the best. <laughs> oh, oh, it's yeah. You know, oh, it's just, yeah. I, I grew up with those things, yeah, and yeah. With, and with the vinyl, and therefore, you know, when the CDs came out and when you had this, you know, just little thing in your hands, that like, I didn't, I didn't really like it. So you know, never, ne never really liked it. And basically, the only reason why I buy CDs from the Beatles is because, yeah, those little things, you know, yeah. and the booklets, they are very small, you know. And when you have an LP in your hand, you know, when you have the Sgt. Pepper in your hand, you have something. Oh, yeah. Hand, right. So, well, um, I think I've told this story on, on the show before and I'll keep telling it. Um, the reason I got into collecting Beatles records is, you, you know, the Paul is dead theory, yes, right? Yes. Uh, what got me in was knowing that if you held a little like knife 
or like mirror up to the Sgt. Pepper bass drum. It says one 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 X, he die, with a little arrow pointing up at Paul. And so I thought, I ha- I have to go get a copy of this. Right. And then, you know, I got it, and then I got the butter knife out, and then I was so excited, and now I have hundreds, and now it's an addiction. Yeah. Well, that 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 is the thing, right? Once once. Once you get into it, I mean, if you would have asked me before my dad died if I was ever going to be a Beatles fan, you know, I would have said you were crazy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. obviously the Beatles, you know, I, 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 have, I had had it with the Beatles at that point in time. But when my dad died, you know, I started actually wondering what, what on earth was it about the Beatles that – him made us, uh, you know, that he named us after the Beatles' wives. We actually had puppy dogs. They were Ringo, John, George, and Paul as well, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I thought, what was it, you know, that that why was he such a big fan? I really started wondering, you know, and you can say it's it's too late, it's after 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 he died, but that that really triggered me to start listening to the Beatles again and start, you know, wondering and. You know, I left it alone for some years, and I think it must be maybe around 10 years ago that I started to really, really get into it, starting to buy books, starting to learn more about them, starting to um, see more stuff and read more stuff online, and you get hooked. Yeah, so whatever happened to me it must have happened to my dad <laughs> yeah. at that moment in time. So it was like, okay, it's an interesting uh, you know, bunch of lads from Liverpool that, you know, did some interesting stuff. You know, there's a lot documented on it. So I kind of now understand better why, you know, he loved the Beatles, you know, the way the way he did. So. Um, so, yeah, it was um, it, it, it's 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 good. It's fun. And, you know, Everything about the Beatles that I can find, can learn about, you know, uh, or, or, or uh, events, you know, uh, I can go to. I go to because, you know, it's it's it was a big part of my life, whether I want it or not. And it mm-hmm. is a big part of my life and it always will be a big part of my life. So, um, so yeah. Uh, I want to ask uh, comparatively to, uh, you know, the UK and US, how how popular are the Beatles still in the Netherlands? I think they are pretty uh, still out there. You know, we have this uh, this radio station. It's for... Um, I don't consider myself old, but I'm from 74, so, you yeah. know, I'm in my 40s. And there is a, you know, there are certain radio stations in the Netherlands that, you know, there is one that you listen to when you are, you know, between your 20 and your 30. And then when you go over 30 or, you know, towards the 40, there's another station that does not play all the popular music but you know goes more to the um, older music and they and the Beatles are on there pretty frequently um, mm-hmm. so um, so when I when I'm in my car you know w- without having to put on something myself I hear the Beatles coming by so um, so they are they are still pretty big uh, and also we have uh, at the end of the year we have what we call a top 2000 so that is where the whole country can vote. You know, mm-hmm. the best 2000 uh, records uh, uh, ever made or songs ever made, I should say. And mm-hmm. 
the Beatles are in there, I think, the most with, I don't know, maybe 40 uh, listings. And then the Stones are there, obviously, uh, as well, a lot. So, you know, there is a lot of people that do remember the Beatles, that do want to hear that Beatles. It's a big, it's a big thing at the end of the year. Uh, just before uh, Christmas, that uh, no, between Christmas and New Year, sorry, and you know it goes, it counts down until um, New Year's Eve, yeah, till uh, mm-hmm. till twelve uh, o'clock. So, and there is a lot of Beatles, and I always try to tune in, but it's it's twenty four seven, right? So it could be the you know Beatles songs are actually played during the night when I'm in bed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we have that actually on all day, and there's there's a lot of Beatles in there, and I always vote for the Beatles. My my list, you can put in, I think 30, 30 or thirty five um, uh, songs per person. Um, you know, mine has been Beatles, <laughs> <laughs> only Beatles. Uh, you know, I think for the past for the past two years. So, yeah. have have they ever gotten to number one on that list? Uh, Imagine was in that time that. Um, it was the the, sh- the shooting in Paris. Okay. Yeah. So and then imagine I I think became some sort of a an anthem, um, you know, throughout mm-hmm. uh, Europe um, at least. So uh, that that's you know that's when Imagine was a number one. But normally it's a uh, it's a Bohemian Rhapsody uh, or Led Zeppelin, you know, <laughs> those ones. But uh, but the Beatles are quite high up in the list, you know. So um, but yeah, number one, you know. Sadly, it uh, imagine, um, yeah, came came number one, uh, and again, it's not 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 even Beatles, right? It's John Lennon, but still, yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, what is your favorite memory involving being a Beatles fan, or a memory involving the Beatles in some way? I have tons of fun memories. Please <laughs> tell some. Please tell them. <laughs> so. My we got first, time. We got my, time. My first time, Paul McCartney in 2016. It was my first time that I went to a concert, and it was actually a festival in the Netherlands, Pink Pop. It's a <laughs> yearly uh, festival. Um, I think last year they were 50 years, um, you know, so they started also, uh, I think, in the, in, the, in the 70s. And, uh, or even a little bit earlier than that. And um, I went to see Paul McCartney for the first time ever. Is that the festival that a couple of years ago had the stage collapse? No, no, no. I think that was in um, that was in uh, in Germany, I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is in it the. Was like, yeah. In in the. It Netherlands. was some name that sounded like that. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, n- not that I can uh, that I can remember. It was. Um, it was a. Uh, uh, it was not Pink Pop, but yeah. you know and. You know, I sometimes go there, um, you know, when there's bands that I'd like to see. And uh, I already wanted to go there uh, because of uh, another band, Rammstein. Not sure if you know them, you know, very uh, uh, German, <laughs> very good as well. But they were announced. So, you know, I was thinking, very okay. German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I've, I've already thought, you know, for that year, you know, let's maybe get them a ticket on the day that that band came. And then Paul McCartney was announced. It was like, now I need to get a weekend ticket because I now want to be there for sure. So, um, yeah, I got to, I got to we t- uh, the weekend tickets and, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a great weekend uh, with a lot of uh, um, big names, uh, Ramstein being uh, one of them. Um, but Paul McCartney was the headliner and, um, you know, was, was closing the uh, the festival on the Sunday. So we went there. We went into, um, 
I guess the 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 area that is um, that you can go in, and then at a point they they close it because you know there's uh, uh, in front of the stage. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was gonna if I was gonna go out there, I would lose my spot instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were there as from two o'clock in the afternoon until I think maybe nine thirty in the evening. Um, you know, we also had to see uh, Lionel Richie because he was, uh, you know, you, you, you by definition, if you're there, you have to the whole lineup of that afternoon. Yeah. You're gonna have to see. Yeah. What's go, wrong with Lionel Richie? It's it's not it's it's okay. I wouldn't really, you know, yeah. he was there. Yeah, and but there was some other. He, that's that's the most glowing endorsement of Lionel Richie. Lionel <laughs> Richie, he was there. It was there, yeah. And again, you know, it, it was a fun show, you know. I, I was uh, yeah. I was surprised how energetic he was <laughs> as well yeah. at his age. Um, but you have to endure also some acts that you, you know, normally would not necessarily go and listen to. But, you know, front row, had to stay there. Um, so um, met, um, <clears throat> met um, uh, a few Americans that were there. Uh, I think the guy uh, worked in uh, uh, for the army, so he was stationed in uh, the Netherlands or in Germany. Uh, so we got to talk with him, you know, and um, and then um, in the afternoon, then you know, this this ping pop show is always covered by the the, the big radio station and TV. <clears throat> so there was this guy, a DJ, very famous DJ that also does TV and radio, and he came out and goes like, "Who is here for Paul McCartney?" Right, so. It was obviously me waving, other people waving. So he actually, um, you know, went to speak to the guy next to me, the uh, the American guy and uh, and his daughters. And uh, but I had been speaking to him as well, told him about my, you know, names, etc. So uh, so actually, he then pointed out to um, the DJ and said, you know, you need to interview her there over there. Yeah, she has an interesting story. So they interviewed me. I was on TV, national TV. You know, oh wow! Actually, on that same day, and I didn't even, you know, when you have an interview, you never know if it's being broadcasted or what is being broadcasted, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. they had a big ass camera, you know, in my face, and it was yeah. a little bit intimidating, I must say, you know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, well, I'd be intimidated too if someone had a big fucking camera in front of me. Oh yeah, but you know, it's 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 really in your face. So you know, so he asked me, "Is this a little bit intimidating?" I said, "Yeah." So he he backed out, and then obviously they can use Zoom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on those things. So um, so yeah, you know, I told him about my names and and the story, and um, and actually it got broadcasted um, during um, um, you know the 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 runs of that uh, of that uh, festival, and um, it was it was fun, you know. So I'm in in this feature of like eight or ten minutes about Paul McCartney where they're interviewing different, uh, you know, people behind the scenes and, and some famous Dutch people, etc. you know. <laughs> and I'm in that, you know, with my interview as well. So that you're is famous now. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And your your fame is only increasing with your appearance on Fans on oh, the Oh, yes. <laughs> it should you know, be, definitely. All, all six of my listeners will <laughs> certainly <laughs> will be your biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so, so that was really fun, you know, and I have the clip, uh, obviously I downloaded it and, um, when I was watching, um, you know, because that festival, I think is 50 years old, uh, or, or it was, uh, last year. So they were doing, let's say the top 50 
on 50 yeah. years, Pink Pop, you know, and then, you know, they were counting down from 50 and also some viewers' choices and stuff. And then, uh, I guess, not on number one, unfortunately, but I think number 11 was Paul McCartney. So, you know, <laughs> I was just, you know, doing my thing. We had it actually as background. Uh, we had it on. And then I heard Paul McCartney. So it's like, oh, you know, there, you know, this was my first concert of Paul McCartney where I got the interview. And then you see Paul McCartney and then, you know, you see me coming up. So, you know, I'm, I'm caught in one screen with Paul McCartney on TV. It's like, this is awesome, right? <laughs> this is, I do not get any closer to Paul McCartney than this, right? So that was really, that was really awesome. That was really the cool. Most, the most interaction I've had with Paul McCartney was, I saw him the same year, 2016, in Hamilton, Ontario. And um, I was kind of up in the balcony a little, uh, side of the stage, I wasn't sure if he could see me, but everyone in my row was trying to get Paul to notice me. <laughs> yes. They're like, Paul, Paul, up here, up here. <laughs> and I was wearing my Sergeant Pepper costume. Um, and at one point, Paul looked over, I think, at me. No, not I think. He looked at me and he gave me like a little air fist. But I'm like, woo. Right. And I, and I haven't lived that down since. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's the peak of my existence. <clears throat> I <clears throat> I definitely can imagine that, you know, and, um, you know, I haven't, you know, I didn't come close to, you know, any Beatles. I, I, actually, I did see Ringo as well. That was awesome as well. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, Ringo, he is not the best singer, but it doesn't matter. No. He is He's fine. Ringo. He is Ringo. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You don't, you don't see him for the musical ability. You see him for the fact that he is Ringo. Definitely, definitely. So I saw him in, uh, I think, 2018 at the... Uh, say, I, I saw him in 2018 oh, there as you well. Go. He was, Except uh, different side of the, you know, earth. Yeah, yeah, he was in, in, in the Netherlands. We had to drive two and a half hours, which is pretty far for the Netherlands because we are a small country. I think if you, you know, go from, <laughs> from south to north, you know... Four or five hours we had to drive? drive about five or six hours to uh, Pittsburgh in the USA. Yeah, so, but, you know, for yeah. you guys over there, you know, two and a half hours is nothing. For us, it's, you know, we're going to almost the north of the country, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and um, so it was the international, the Holland International Blues Festival where uh, he was also headlining. So, you know, and I said to my husband, I have to see Ringo. Yeah. And he goes like two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Okay. Let's go. Right. So we got, mm -hmm. uh, we got the tickets, got to see him and that was just pure fun. You know, it oh, was yeah. Ringo being Ringo, the peace and love. And, you know, it was, it was awesome. And he's just a funny guy. I mean, he, he, you know, also, you know, I mean, I'm not sure if you were going to ask me, but you know, I can already tell you the answer now. I do not have a favorite Beatle. I do not have a favorite Beatle. You know, I think, you know, if they weren't there, the four of them, as the Beatles, exactly. they weren't the Beatles, right? Not it wouldn't as have we happened. exactly not as we know them. But you know, um, you know, uh, Ringo is just, you know, I I love Ringo because he is. He's just funny, right? He is really yeah. a funny one. He is he's cool. When I see him, you know, especially in the older clips, when I see him doing the drums and, you know, shaking the hat like he does and then smiling, it was, it is, I just, you know, he makes me smile. He's, um, yeah. he's fun. So, uh, so another great memory of uh, seeing Ringo. Um, and my other very nice memories are, um, having been to the International Beatle Week in Liverpool. Have you ever been there? Uh, 
I, I haven't been there, but I've been to the kind of equivalent, the uh, Fest for Beatles fans in the U.S. Yeah, was it the, the New York one or... Uh, yeah, I was at the Chicago. Chicago one, okay. Um, so yeah, so you have International Beatle Week. I only got to learn, you know, I'm ashamed to say, I only got to learn about that a few years ago when we were at that big-ass fair in Utrecht. And mm-hmm. there was a stand with um, a few people from the UK and, you know, they had all Beatles stuff. So I was there, you know, seeing if I wanted to buy something, uh, you know, for a good price. And they go like, oh, you know, I mean, are you coming to International Beetle Week? And we go like, uh, International Beetle Week? What's that? <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, I mean, oh. it's, it's been going on for um, a long, long time. I think also started yeah. maybe in the 80s. Um, but... You know, uh, they were saying that, you know, the format of it would be changing and, you know, uh, that this year and that was in 2017 would be the last year in a certain format or, you know, with with, with many venues where uh, uh, things were going on. So, you know, and obviously, you know, I was listening, you know, she gave me some flyers and it's like I said to my husband and said, you know, I really want to go there. There was actually not a big festival going on, but also some big names, you know. But it was, it was either Liverpool Beetle Week, or yeah. that festival, you know. My choice was, you know, very easy. Yeah. <laughs> my husband was like, hmm, you know, we're gonna, you know, miss out on this, yeah, on those bands, you know, for your Beatles stuff, uh, for your Beatles week. But uh, but actually, he agreed. Uh, to go with me, and he's not—he's not a Beatles Beatles fan. He obviously he plays uh, uh, guitar, so he can play the, their music, and he, you know, and he can uh, can sing uh, sing sing their songs, and he sometimes does that. But he's mm-hmm. not, you know, the biggest Beatles fan. So it was, you know, he obviously was also um, uh, interested, yeah, because we were going to Liverpool, obviously, you know, yeah. where it all began. So it's um, Liverpool. It's it's Liverpool exactly. It's Liverpool. So we went there without any expectations. We bought a golden uh, uh, wristband and then, you know, it gives you access to um, different events, you know, without having to pay uh, extra for it. And you have different colors of wristband. You have a white, white, a white album uh, band. You have a, um, there's a yellow, you know, from Yellow Submarine. There is, there is mm-hmm. different things. But we had a gold, you know, that is like, you know, it was the most expensive uh, um, a ticket that you, that you could get. But, you know, I thought, you know, if we go there, you know, let's do it. Let's do it right. You know, let's get access to everything that we can get access to. And um, mm-hmm. I also booked uh, in that week a um, a private Beatles tour, which was also awesome. But Beatles mm-hmm. week first. So we went there. I didn't know what to expect. And they have on Sunday a Beatles convention. Uh, and this is a standard thing. It's in the Adelphi Hotel in Liverpool. And um, I saw pictures of it. And it's basically there's a lot of stands with, you know, where they tell Beatles memorabilia books, you know, a lot of Beatles. It's Beatles heaven, basically. When oh, you yeah. walk there, it's Beatles heaven. And uh, but also there are appearing then guests, you know, that also uh, are being interviewed, you know, or speak. And um, you know, it was um, people that actually have worked with, yeah, or mm-hmm. you know, done something with the Beatles when the Beatles were um, were alive. So. Uh, do you remember who any of the guests were? Yes. So in 2017, and I, I had to, you know, I, I did write some down because it was a lot of people. But mm-hmm. uh, in 2000, and because we went twice, and in 2017, 
we met um, David Bedford, I think, who you interviewed as well. And Love uh, you, Dave. <laughs> Hi, Dave. <laughs> um, so, met him. Um, actually, and I got to meet him because I was in touch with Michael Hill. Have you heard about Michael Hill? So, yes. He, yes, he wrote a book. He wrote a book. Um, that uh, was called uh, John uh, Lennon, the boy who became a legend. He was an old school friend from John Lennon back in the days. So he wrote a book and he lives in Australia now. So I got in touch with him actually, you know, prior to going to Beatle Week. And, you know, he had some books that, you know, he said, you know, uh, I, I was looking for a book. Uh, what was it from? Michael Brown, uh, if I if I remember well, so he had a copy from 1963, 1964. So he said, you know, I can take that with oh, you too. Oh, is that uh, "Love Me Do" the Beatles' progress? Yes. Yeah, 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 that one. And uh, you know, I wanted to have that one, and he had a duplicate. So he said, you know, um, he was going to Liverpool for International Beatle Week. I was going there. He said, I can bring it from Australia because shipping costs are ridiculous. Yeah, from Australia, probably to anywhere, but to the Netherlands, it's ridiculous. So, um, and he had a few other books. So he actually brought those books uh, and I, uh, actually did, I did read his book. Yeah. And it's, it's, if you haven't read it, read it. It's, it's super easy, um, to follow. It's really fun. You know, it's about John Lennon before he actually, you know, was, uh, was, was famous. I really I liked the book and then uh, all the mischief and stuff that they did when they were, <laughs> when they were young. It's really funny. Um, but again, so he actually, um, you know, agreed to meet up. So we, uh, you know, had spent some time with him, had some uh, coffees. He brought me the books. And uh, so then, you know, David Bedford, I think, was helping him to distribute his books in uh, in, in the Europe uh, side. So that's how I uh, met uh, David. Um, there was an event that was the Walton uh, at the Walton uh, grounds, St. Peter's Church, where um, uh, Paul and, uh, and John met uh, in July. 57. Yeah, in, in yeah. 57. Um, so it was 60 years ago today, that day, or around about that day. So they had, you know, um, they recreated, you know, that fair, that fairground. It was behind St. Peter's Church where it all happened. And Julia Lennon was there. So, um, uh, John's uh, uh, sister. Uh, so I met her, had a, had a small chat with her. The quarry men were playing. Oh, How wow. cool is that? Um, you know, so uh, I saw them playing. Um, it was really, really nice. They had the the teacher's bass and everything, right? It was really, really cool. And uh, so I enjoyed that. Uh, I met those guys as well, you know, got their autographs, you know, at a, at a, at a fun chat with uh, Len Gary, who actually I ran into on uh, Matthew Street the year after. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, it's really funny. Um, Mark Lewison. Um, was there. So I had a chat with him and he's an interesting, he's an interesting guy. So he had a Q and a oh. session and, Mark you know, is awesome. <clears throat> he is, I hope to have him on this show one day. Oh yeah. I, I hope that you get him on the show. He is, he is, first of all, he's a very, very nice guy and he, he knows so much. Yeah. So there was this lady asking something, you know, you know, something in, in, in the form of, you know, a friend of mine saw John Lennon at that and that date. Yeah. in that and that year, you know, in that and that area. And he goes like, well, it can, it cannot have been John because at that moment in time he was visiting, you know, his, his dad, I think was somewhere else. It was like, yeah. really? <laughs> so that was exactly, it's really, really cool, but he's a really nice guy. I actually got to meet him after, um, 
Q and A session, and you know, I got to chat with him, and and he actually had a quote, and that quote actually, um, I think, is the best. You know, I cannot word for word say it, but it was something something in 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 the uh, the form of um, that a true Beatles fan is always a person with a good heart. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was like, wow, that is a it's a strong quote. It's a um, it, and that's also something that made me think about my dad, right? I mean, my dad has done, you know, stupid stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, you know, there there must have been if 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 he's if 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 Mark Lewis says, and then you know, I I uh, you know really have a lot of respect for the guy, then you know, it means something, yeah. If somebody mm-hmm. says something, so it was like you know that is a great quote, and it was like awesome, you know. And I will never forget that because it was like. I think that's right. I think if you're true Beatles fans, yeah, you 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 are good at heart. You know, you're not a mean and nasty person. You cannot be because the music of the Beatles was not about that either. Mm-hmm. So no, it wasn't. So so yeah. So that was uh, that was really you know something that really uh, you know uh, I remember. We'll we'll remember uh, uh, forever. We also met Larry Kane. Journalist who um, you know uh, went on the Beatles. Uh, as I think the only journalist in, um, in uh, 1964, 1965, and he was all oh, he was such a nice guy, right? And um, so we had to wait in line for him to uh, meet him, and obviously we got this autograph, got a picture with him, and um, we got to you know chat, and I think we talked for you know with him for. I don't know, maybe over half an hour, but we went from the Beatles. I don't know how we went from the Beatles to, you know, U.S. politics. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, that was that was cool. I mean, you're just meeting these people who actually, you know, have worked with the Beatles um, um, or, you know, played music with the Beatles. Um, you know, uh, John's sister, um, Michael Hill, who's an old school friend. It's like, you know, how close can you get to the Beatles? How more close can you get to them other than that, other than meeting them uh, yourself, right? Which is mm-hmm. almost impossible, I think. Uh, I think. Um, and, um, and in 2018... Um, I saw Patty Boyd. I wanted to actually talk to her, but she was she was uh, I think actually having uh, she having tea or something. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna bother. You know, I mean, she's a person. She needs to eat, and yeah. you know, she has stuff to do. So, did see her. Did not get to um, um, uh, talk to her. So that was um, a little bit of a of a miss chance, I guess. But you know, it, it is what it is. So I met Tom Murray. You know, the photographer of Mad Day uh, Out, uh, Beatles Mad Day Out. And he was also he's such a nice man. Really, really <laughs> lovely. I bought um, uh, a picture, you know, from uh, uh, that session, you know, and uh, with his autograph on it. And he was also a very nice guy. I mean, a lot of the people that I actually spoke to, they're not arrogant or, you know, even though they have, you know, or they work or doing stuff for the Beatles with the Beatles, you know. Really, really nice people, and uh, mm-hmm. so I met Leslie Cavendish, the Beatles hairdresser. Yeah. Also had a Q and there was a Q and A session, so that was <laughs> that was kind of interesting, the Beatles hairdresser, um, and um, Pete Best. Oh. I met, but that was actually by accident, so that made it even more fun. Yeah. So. Um, by accident. By accident, yes. Because, well, I mean, it wasn't obviously we were in Liverpool, so you know what are the chances? Yeah, yeah but. But actually, um, we went in 2017, we went to the Gaspar Club 
mm-hmm. um, to have uh, the coffee club to have a, a tour. It was part of the uh, the private Beatles tour, and then we got um, um, the tour uh, from uh, Rory um, Bass, so uh, one of uh, Pete's brothers, and mm-hmm. um, so we we were there, and it was also really great. He's also really really lovely, um, mm-hmm. but his other brother broke. Rogue uh, Bass. Neil's, uh, yeah, Neil's, uh, Neil Aspinall's uh, son. He um, he had uh, uh, he has a Beatles museum, the the, the magical uh, what is it? Um, Beatles, I Beatles I, magical I was, history museum. I think it, they now changed name very recently. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was just called the the Liverpool Beatles Museum. I think that is what it is now, but it was I think the the, yeah. the Beatles the Beatles. Yeah, something history like that. Museum, something like that. But that was new, so I wanted to go there uh, because we were we went to the uh, original uh, <laughs> People's Museum uh, in 2017. But this is uh, the year after, so mm-hmm. we I, I don't know exactly what we uh, were doing or what, where we have been. But you know, it was like it was later in the afternoon, and I was like, you know, let's see if we can still make it into the museum because I really wanted to go there. So I actually, I popped in to see, and I also, I wanted to get a Beatles umbrella in a store, right? So I, I said yeah. to my husband, let me, let me find out until what time, you know, um, uh, they still admit people uh, in there. So I went in there and I asked that. And then there was a guy who said, Oh, you were a Beatles fan. Uh, duh. Yes. <laughs> well, Pete is here. Is he? Okay. So how long will he be there for another hour? Be right back. Right. So, ran out yeah um then went to the um uh, one of the, the people's shops to uh, get my umbrella um i ran into len len gary again said mm-hmm. hi len obviously didn't remember remember me yet i didn't 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 expect him to but you know i had a little chat again photo with him so th- that was fun also uh, you know because it's not expected got my umbrella went to the museum uh, and I also I had Roke on uh, on Facebook uh, as friends, so obviously you know I knew a little bit uh, um, about uh, museum uh, and stuff. And um, so yeah, so I went <laughs> I went uh, uh, up because I think I was given an inter- interview, you know, on one of the the, the top floors. Um, Pete was so I saw Roke. I said, you know, is Pete here? And he goes like, yes, you know, he will be out soon. So when he came out, you know, introduced myself. I- I'm Maureen, um, you know, and. Um, wanted to take a picture with him so we had to then uh, i think uh, uh, wait a little bit um, because we, we took the picture in front of uh, mona best's picture his mother's uh, uh, picture and that was uh, a few four, uh, floors lower um, mm-hmm. but it was fine you know so we had a little chat very very nice guy and so unexpected again yeah because yeah. this was not planned you know i mean when you go to the convention and you know that there's people there you try to see them yeah but this was just yeah it, it was all spontaneous. And that it just is, kind of happened. It happened, exactly. And it was like, this is awesome. right? Mm-hmm. And then in the Beatles Museum, I ran into uh, Gary Astrich. Was the, um, uh, Gary Astrich. I just had him on the show. He is also, he's, also, he's a very tall guy. You know, he's a oh, very he tall is. guy. <laughs> um, and very nice as well. I already met him on the Beatles uh, convention, had a, a chat with him. And uh, so he was in the museum as well at that point in time. So <laughs> he was there. And, and as we, um, you know, know him, uh, acted, you know, that we, that we knew him already for a long time. Just just met him, I think, even on that same, same day, the day before. So like, hey, Gary, how are you? And he goes like, I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't remember my husband that he remembered me because obviously you know i told him the uh yeah my my, my name yeah. story it's always a good story to tell you know mm-hmm. to you know people who want to know about it 
And uh, so we had a chat with Gary as well there again. Very spontaneous, very nice. So, um, so yeah, you know, <laughs> I have a lot of Beatles-related great memories of meeting all those people spontaneously and, and, and planned, if you will. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I have a lot of fantastic Beatles memory, memories. I'm going to so. ask you a bit of a deep question now. Okay. <laughs> what do the Beatles mean to you? They are part of my life. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say my life because, obviously, you know, I, I have a life <laughs> next to <Yeah>. Beatles. <laughs> but... They are, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I was named after them. So the Beatles have always been in my life. They have been out of my life. They came back in and they came back to stay. So, you know, my early memories are Beatles related. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad was a Beatles fan. So my whole life evolves around the Beatles. Um, and, and they are... They are my 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 number one band. Yeah, if I'm mm -hmm. really honest, I do have again. Obviously, I'm I'm not only Beatles. I do love broader um, music. I grew up with the uh, um, you know sixties uh, music like the Hollies, for example. Oh, I love the Hollies. The Birds, Dave D. Dose, Beaky McTitch. You know, Dave D. Dose, Beaky. You're the first guest I've had that has brought them up, and it's not me bringing them up. All right, those guys. Great, great. I, I've had hold or I've had hold tight stuck in my head for the last week. I don't even know the words. I just yeah, you know. exactly. But yeah, but that's probably how I was actually dancing to that because again, you know, I said you know yeah. we, we heard Beatles day in day out, but we also heard the Hollies and you know um, and then, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, so yeah, you know. Um, but again, you know, the Beatles is just part of my life. I cannot deny it. I cannot get away from uh, them, and, and nor uh, do I want to, especially in this period of my life where, you know, I'm still learning. You know, I, I don't know everything about the Beatles. I know a lot, you know. I, I'm, I'm interested in them. I have books. Um, you know, I, I collect memorabilia. I collect records. You know, so there is a... Um, yeah, they're just a big part of my life. So they are very important, and I cannot imagine... No pun intended. Um, <laughs> that exactly. I cannot imagine that um, they would not be part of my life because I think my life would be pretty boring. Um, and I'm, you know, I met a lot of people. I met friends. Yeah, new, I made new friends through the Beatles. I, um, you know, I have my own Facebook page that um, that um, I created in. Uh, well, three years ago, 2017, um, because, you know, my love for the Beatles and I wanted to share my love for the Beatles. I wanted to, you know, learn from people. I wanted to have, you know, um, like-minded like people, you know, that I could chat about the Beatles because, you know, I can chat about the Beatles to my husband, but at a point, you know, he's getting bored, yeah. I guess, right? <laughs> so if you but talk can to you like talk about people, something else exactly exactly so you know if you can talk to like-minded uh, people and and um and that's why international beatle week by the way is awesome you know because it's mm -hmm. all about the beatles you only hear beatles music it's it's really really great and same thing um, with the fest for beatles fans yeah it's, it's just you know it's, it's like, like have you ever been to a fest before over here 
No, no, no. I mean, uh, no, no. Unfortunately, uh, I haven't. You know, it's let's say it's on the bucket list. As Canada is on the bucket list to go to at a point uh, in time. Yeah, <laughs> one thing at a time. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, uh, I haven't. Canada's I not such a bad place. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, you got me here, so no, there that you makes go. it all. Yeah. There you go. You know, that Instantly makes it that makes better. it worth uh, <laughs> exactly worth uh, worth coming over. Um, but yeah, so um, excuse me while we inflate my ego. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I lost my I lost my uh, my trail of thoughts. There you go. Oh, don't worry. That's that's the purpose of the show. Oh, did I, yeah. Did I lose? yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. That's good that you tell yeah. me now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fifty-eight <laughs> minutes into the interview, you know. But oh, I dropped the bombshell on you now. Yeah, right. exactly. I'm so going to hit you with some quick fire questions. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, some of these you had kind of mentioned a little earlier, but okay. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and squeeze an answer out of you. Okay. Do you have a favorite Beatles song today? Today, as in today, today, as this, this day. Yeah, right now. What is your favorite Beatles song? Yeah, again. I cannot give you one. I can give you a few. Give me a few then. Give me a few. Give top, me a few. Top five. Top five. Um, okay. Well, if I fell, already mm-hmm. mentioned it. Um, the word. Um, I must say also, I think uh, my husband hates the song, but <laughs> it's really a fun song uh, for the benefit of Mr. Kite. You know? Oh, that sounds awesome. It's it's uh, I really love that one. Um, rock and roll music. Already mentioned, uh, that is a great one. And um, again, not really beats, but does it doesn't matter. You catch yeah. you catch my drift. And I, I would say, <laughs> I would say, imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a John song. That's a John song. Okay. Let but me that... replace. Let me replace that with. Um, let me replace that with. It's hard. It's really really hard. That's also okay. a John song. It's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Julia. That's a good one. Yes. All right. You you had alluded to it. What is your least favorite Beatles song? (laughs) Yeah. It involves a number. Yeah. Nine. One after 909? No, I love that song. I know. It's it's a cool song. I love that song. No, Revolution number nine. I must say, have you heard of the analogs? I have heard of the... I really want to see the analogs live, but they don't really do anything over here. They were in Liverpool in uh, 2018 at the Beatle, uh, International Beatle Week, so I saw them there. I also saw them actually in uh, my hometown or where I lived before I uh, uh, moved into my new house. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say about it? What was your question again? Because I'm, I'm losing my, my, my trail of thought. Oh, did I now get you? Least favorite Beatles song. Least favorite Beatles song. Least, yeah, okay, yeah. Revolution yeah. number nine. So they did the White Album, right? It almost made me lose my trail of thought. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Full circle. So they do. They, they did the White Album, and so what they obviously they cannot they cannot play Revolution number. Nobody can play Revolution number nine. It's 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 mm-hmm. sound. It's not. A, it's not the. It's I, a I can, sound I, collage. Exactly. It, it's, it's not. Barely it's barely a song. Yeah, I, I cannot even you know say it's a song. But um, so he um, so they they actually had a um, 
uh, an artist, a video maker, make a, let's say, video or projection for that song. Because obviously, you know, when you do the White Album, you have to go through Revolution. I think there's a visitor behind you. Oh, that's that's my husband. (laughs) Taking a picture recording. I don't know what he's doing. He's recording, so... <laughs> Dual um, recordings. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't. He doesn't hear you because I'm. Uh, I'm on the on the headset. Yeah. Um, but they did a video during Revolution Number Nine, and actually, it made it interesting because made it the, bearable. It made it interesting, not even bearable. It made it interesting because that video was odd, weird, but mm-hmm. artistic. It was. It was good. I was actually, you know, and I. I saw the white album, we saw that twice, yeah? So I had to endure, mm-hmm. you know, as, as you would like to say, it, endure it twice. It was great. I was like, you know, really, because you're really looking at the at the images and then... Yeah, you, you don't have to pay it, attention to the music. Uh, to the sound, to the noise, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So they made that... <laughs> exactly. They made you it know. interesting, definitely. So... Um, so yeah, you know, again. I think we're alone now. <laughs> yeah, I think he left. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, the least. <laughs> what is your favorite Beatles album? Yeah, I don't have one. I cannot Top five? Really- Top five. Can I just give them all thirteen and then accept revolution number nine? Um, no, it, it, I, I cannot. Sorry. Okay. You know, there is, I'll, there is... I'll, I'll just say mine again. That that's what I do whenever anyone can't give an answer. Go ahead. It's your show. Yeah. Revolver. Revolver is scientifically the best Beatles album. I've said this once. I'll say it many, many, many times. It's scientifically the best Beatles album. If you say so, you know. Again, you know, I, I, I there is, there is, there is. Yeah, I, I do not have a favorite. I really, you know, any song, any when I hear Beatles, you know, I get happy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you have you know, a least favorite Beatles album? No. <laughs> no, I, I must. Well, what I can tell you, what I can tell you is, I, I like the early Beatles more. Or, better than let's say uh, the newer but again it is not that i hate you know Sgt. Yeah. peppers and let it be and it's just the feeling that it gives me and it, again this just may have to do with also with how i grew up and you know that i yeah. may have heard those those songs maybe more um you know that is that is that is i think what i where the division a little bit is if you say early or late then i say early beatles mm-hmm. let me put it that way oh this this is either gonna go really well or really bad. I just want to say to you, hartelijk bedankt. Hartelijk bedankt. Did oh, I say that close enough? It was it was for for some for somebody who doesn't speak any Dutch, you did very well. You did very well. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise, thank you for having me. You know, again, uh, I wasn't expected to be doing this at all at a point in time, but I had a blast. It was really, really great. Thank you for having me. Well, life just kind of, kind of has a way. Definitely, definitely. You know, and, and that's it. You know, I mean, it happens. You know, fun stuff happens with, um, you know, when you're a fan of the Beatles. That happens. 
Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. You have to live with it. <laughs> yeah. You have to live with it. Yeah, yeah, you want to live with it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Everyone else out there listening, thank you for listening. You can go home now. Dance on the Run is produced by Ethan Alexander. Additional voiceovers by Richard Fulton. This has been a Showtown production.